Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Welcome to the post-match show on Optus Sport. And if you're listening on the Optus Sport football podcast, it is Spain celebrating their first Women's World Cup final. They'll be in the decider on Sunday. Who will they play, Australia or England? We'll find out here on Optus Sport tomorrow night. But it is Paraluelo and her side who celebrate victory at Eden Park. 2-1 winners over Sweden in remarkable circumstances, H. It was still nil-nil at 80 minutes, but 20 minutes or so before that, we saw Paraluelo enter the fray. She's 19 years old, and, mate, she is a baller. She is the bomb. She, she, <laughs> made, she made the difference. She certainly came on and made a massive impact. Her physicality up front, her runs, holding the ball up. She caused so many problems to Sweden and they didn't have answers, but she tried to create a few other opportunities prior to the one that went in, especially the one that was hit the byline. She tried to cut it back with a left foot. So I thought she was the game changer today and, and made the, the difference. Let's have a look at the zero match highlights then because this moment from Paraluelo for such a young footballer, Ash, was so massive in this contest. It was big and like what Heather said, she changed the game. She came on with some confidence. Can you imagine having that much confidence as a 19-year-old? I mean, maybe Heather can, but that was a great <laughs> volley into the, into the far corner there. She's clinical and that's what Spain were calling out for in the first half. Someone to come on and be clinical in that box amongst all those bodies. What a fantastic effort from her. She's a magnet for the ball as well, H. She harries defenders and she gets involved. Yeah, and, and look, Jess, I want to ask you, how important is it her youth football, winning a World Cup at under-17s, winning a World Cup at under-20s, that development, knowing or playing big tournament football and knowing the feeling of winning? Yeah, if started from the bottom, now we're here is the definition of this woman. It, it definitely is, simply because, you know, she, she worked her way up from the youth system into the full team still as a teenager. That's honestly unheard of, but if there's anybody that you want as a game changer on your team, it is her. And to be honest, out of these 97 minutes of the entire game, she was the most dangerous player on the field the, this entire game, and that says a lot for a teenager. And she plays like she's... A 30-year-old, you know, advanced player. And that's what's most impressive about her. We're asking what foot she is. We don't even know what foot she is. You know, that's just how incredible she is, that she's savvy on the ball, savvy off the ball. Like you said, she's got the pace. She can hold the ball up. She can combine. I mean, she, she's got it all. She's the full package. Eight goals in 13 caps, age, and so important for a Spanish side that had the possession. They looked beautiful, as they so often do going forward, but that was their first shot on target. Yeah, and it certainly was, and we, we spoke about them playing beautiful football. It's one way to play beautiful football, but if you play beautiful football and you can't finish in the goal, then forget about it. There's no point in playing. Um, and Sweden had two shots on target out of two, uh, and they scored one out, out of two. And look, for Sweden... They maybe need to change something. I can't believe we didn't see Jakobsen today. Is she injured? Mm. 
That's a very good question because I thought she was going to be a great game changer for the Swedish side. Let's have a look at that equaliser then because it came 90 seconds after Spain's opener. Sweden hit back immediately. They did and it's such a dangerous point of time when you know, you, you've just scored a goal, you're very vulnerable to conceding another goal and these were the subs, some of the subs we were cheering for at halftime. Lena Hurtig, Rebecca Blomqvist come off the bench and make an immediate impact that they were screaming out for something different, weren't they, H? And, you know, that's another great volley um, from the CTR box. That's actually a coach killer. So first five minutes of a goal that you score, you'd normally lock things up and um, not let the other team get in the other, or especially get into the 18-yard box. But what a wonderful, wonderful finish. That's, that's really difficult to do, to be able to guide the ball back where it come from, from, from an inside of the full volley. But a beautiful goal. But, look... In terms of um, the, the quality of Sweden, they got lots of people in the box and they continued to. The, the interesting thing on that, that just shows the mindset after you've just con uh, just scored a goal, no-one was marking her. She was scot-free. No-one was near her. They're the moments that you really have to concentrate. Like, football is a big mental game as much as the technique and physicality plays into it. A lot of it's up upstairs. We thought, for all money, Jess, that we were headed for extra time once again in this clash at Eden Park. They left it late, Spain, to find the winner. Yeah, we weren't looking forward to penalties once again in this tournament, but I thought it was absolutely clutch on, on the Spanish side. What a great finish, top of the 18. But you look at a player and you want to set up defensively, you know, at the top of the 18, you see a player wide open like that. You know, where, where's Sweden here? And But you have to give credit to the Spanish side with this finish because that was absolutely clutch of a finish. Not only do we have to give credit to the Spanish side, yeah, it was out of the box, but this is a set play they've obviously practised. The, the change from the coach, OK? Yes, there's animosity with the coach back in Spain and players haven't been chosen, but this is a set play. This is on purpose. This didn't, didn't just happen by chance. And so two decisions that he made in today's game were game changers. And I continue to say it, the coaches are making all the difference. Talk us through this moment, H, in the studio. Do you have Spanish blood we didn't know about? <laughs> Imagining Australia versus France at the Australian and New Zealand <laughs> World Cup in the final. That is, that is just, that would be just amazing. Australia v France, France. Spain. I mean, Spain, Spain. Spain. We already took care of France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in all, if we're going to look ahead properly to tomorrow night's game in just a moment. But I love the thought, Ash, of Spain v Australia in the final. In terms of styles and tactics, that is a mouth-watering battle. It is, isn't it? Tell you what, you can have the ball all you like, Spain, to be <laughs> honest. We'll counter-attack you with our threats. Um, you know, although teams have sort of, France sort of worked that out a little bit last game, but, you know, you have to have effective possession, make score goals off the back of it, and if Spain don't do that, if... Oh, actually, I'm not even going to start don't, talking yeah. Oof, too much, too much. Congratulations, Spain. <laughs> Spain celebrate at Eden Park. Jorge Vildo, who was under all kinds of pressure in the lead-up to the tournament, right there in the amongst of it, celebrating with his side, who have qualified for their first Women's World Cup final. Time for a very quick break here on Optus Sport. On the other side, we're going to look ahead to tomorrow night's semi-final. It is Australia v the Lionesses. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What a semi-final we have on our hands. Stadium Australia tomorrow night is going to be huge. We'll see the Lionesses up against the Matildas and that place will be absolutely packed. The Tillies have already made history, making it through to their first semi-final. Can they take that next step and make it all the way through to the decider? The boss, Tony Gustafsson, sat down with our very own Mark Schwarzer a little bit earlier on to preview what is a massive night in Australian football. Tony, you've had a couple of days to reflect now after such a monumental occasion. How have you felt and how have you come down from that massive high? I think what you said has been the, the number one challenge and the number one uh, strategy for us is to actually come down, reset and refocus and then recover. It's been the number one thing mentally and physically. We let ourselves be on that high the night of the game, met with families and connected and like I said as well, connected with the fans and the nation because I think the players deserve it and actually that's part of the recovery as well to allow yourself to feel that. But then the day after we straight away had a, a quick meeting and said it's time to reset and refocus, we have more to do here. And that's been the number one job for us to recover and reset. Obviously you've beaten England recently and one of the only teams on the planet have actually beaten England in the last couple of years. So. What do you take from that game? Can you take anything from that game going into the game tomorrow night? Uh, I think we can. We said the same thing playing France, if you remember. We played them recently as well. We looked at what they've done in the World Cup. We looked at when we played them and then we merged those two and see what are the tendencies that we can, can expect here. Uh, England have done some tweaks and changes since we played them in, uh, in England, especially formation-wise. We know they still can come out and play the 4-3-3 that they're comfortable in doing, but also they can play with the back three and we, we prep for, for both. The one thing that is the same is the, the individual players' tendencies tends to be the same, no matter what shape place they play in. And the one thing we did really well playing them last time is we identify specifically two players' tendencies that we were able to target, and and we can hit them there in, in certain ways. I don't want to re- reveal more than that, but you can you can still see those two players having the exact same tendencies in the new system. So that we can take away from the last game. What do you see as England's greatest strengths? Um, I think they have depth in every position and no matter who plays, they have world-class players. If you look at, at on paper, they have every player that plays is starting in top clubs and top leagues. So if you look at paper and compare to us, when we have bench players in England, uh, where they have starters. We have players playing in, in mid-table uh, teams in Sweden, they have starters in Barcelona and Bayern Munich and so forth. So in that sense, they're obviously massive favourites going into this game. Uh, they have a very, very clear identity in how they play. They're well organised. They work extremely hard for each other. Uh, and they have a very, very good possession-based game where they can move the ball through you, around you, over you. They have a lot of attacking tools. What do the Matildas need to do to beat them? Stay true to who we are is number one. Um, what we've done over the last last year here, there's no coincidence that we kept that many clean sheets and that we won 12 out of the last 14 games. So stay true to who we are, but also be aware of the challenges that we're going to face and adjust to, to that. Uh, but then on the ball as well, we need to be brave and confident. Uh, we know how good we are on the breaks um, and we need to be very, very good at solving the pressure that England puts on you, especially their high pressing game. So we don't give away the ball in the wrong spot so they can transition on us. But it will be interesting what kind of game it is. Is England going to approach it the same way? Um, 
and give us the transition game or are they going to play differently? But their identity is possession based, so if they do go away from that and adjust, it's an interesting game coming up tactically. TG speaking ahead of this semi-final clash tomorrow night at Stadium Australia. Australia up against England. They went head-to-head -head in April 8. The Aussies won that day 2-0. It ended a 30-game unbeaten run for the Lionesses. Obviously a huge amount more at stake tomorrow night, but does that give the Aussies a bit of confidence? Yeah, most definitely. It certainly does uh, give us a lot of confidence, but just the way we've played and the way we've conducted ourselves um, especially with Sam being out um, for most of the tournament and being an impact player off the bench. So, yeah, look, we, we, we draw confidence from that. Um, I found it interesting what Tony said um, in the last little bit of his presser, um, just about he's wondering how England play. Well, do you know what? I think that's England's point of difference is uh, Serena Wiegmann's uh, adaptability, flexibility, especially at this tournament, knowing that there's been so many injuries throughout the tournament uh, within her squad and she changed it. She plays a 4-3-3 and then she adapted to a 3-5-2. Uh, like, so the adaptability and for him to be asking, wonder how she's going to play, is obviously posing questions in our very own Matilda's coach's mind. Yeah, a few little mind games perhaps ahead yeah. of this semi-final. What role do the coaches have in this game, Ash? Because Serena Wiegmann's history over 20 games in major tournaments, one loss in that time and that was the 2019 World Cup final when she was the head coach of the Netherlands. She's since taken the Lionesses through the Euros to become champions. Her record is incredible. Phenomenal, isn't it? And she seems like a really incredible coach. She knows how to get a team together, to find the strengths in that team, to find the strengths tactically of each individual player when she's putting a team sheet out there. It's a big threat to come up against. But, you know, I think the Matildas have the squad to beat them. Obviously, we've beaten them already this year. And, you know, it gives us confidence, but it also puts a little sliver of doubt in their mind as to, you know, this is, hey, this is the only team that's beaten us recently, you know. This is gonna, they're going to have to be careful. We saw the girls doing their rest and recovery there today, Jess. That will have been so important this week, won't it? That game well and truly went the distance on Saturday night. And I feel like heading into this clash, it's the first time I've really, truly wondered whether Sam Kerr will start. I still don't think it's time. I, I think that the Matildas have done great without their star player. And she was, she was decent when she came in. But there were just moments in the game I'm like, oh, Sam Kerr six months ago would have, you know, gotten to that. So I don't think she's at, at peak fitness right now to start in a major game like this. But she is the perfect person to come in as a game changer. So I don't see her starting tomorrow. But as a superstar in the WSL, playing against English players, some of her teammates, some of her friends, to have her presence on the field... I think could be positive. I'm not saying should she start or not start, but what I'm saying is obviously she's a superstar in the WSL and her teammates would be thinking that's great if she's on the bench or if she does come off the bench and we, we inject her later on in the game, that's going to cause mind, mind games for the, the, the English players, I think. I agree 100% because she is a pain in the butt <laughs> for Earps. Have you guys seen the bangers she has scored against, against <laughs> Earps? I mean, it, it would be a great clash between the two, so I agree with you 100%. Sam Kerr, Millie Bright is a mouth-watering matchup in its own right. It definitely is. And we saw in that friendly in April... Claire Hunt, long ball over the top for Sam Kerr. And in that occasion, it was Leah Williamson who messed up the header back to Earps and Sam got a foot in. This time, it's Millie Bright or Jess Carter who've been playing there. And I'll tell you what, I like that matchup. And the other day, Sam came on and she changed the game, threatening him behind. So even if she doesn't start, massive threat coming off the bench to inject some fresh legs, A, and a bit of talent in behind. 
It was the 55th odd minute, wasn't it, that she came on against France and gee whiz, she made a difference for the Aussies. Let's cross back now to Mark Schwarzer and Kat Adad who had a chat after the Australian training session today. Thanks, Neve. Well, you sat down with Tony Gustafsson today ahead of this important game tomorrow. Match day minus one, the energy is high. What was his vibe like? He was in good form, actually, I have to say. I mean, you can tell, like, obviously, the pressure has lifted to a degree. I think they've exceeded sort of a lot of general population's expectations of Matilda's mm. um, pressure of the host nation to get to a final, or sorry, semi-final of a Women's World Cup. Mm. They've done that. They've done it for the first time ever. And I think now it's about trying to make the most of this unbelievable opportunity they're in. You mentioned final. Let's hope that we get there uh, as well. Ahead of the semi-final, do you think that he's going to make any changes to that squad? I wouldn't be surprised if the starting line does change. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Kerr comes into it. I mean, he did say in his interview that they were going to assess it. Tonight was the moment. He always does that anyway. Post our press conferences and interviews, it's always about, well, I'll sit down with my medical team. This will be no different. Um, in terms of his explanation, but I'm sure that his mind's probably already been made up already. And I think that Sam Kerr will start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to see that, and I'm sure most of Australia would too. But we also just heard from Serena Wiegmann. She sat down for the press conference ahead of tomorrow's game as well. What, what did you take from what she said? I think she was very guarded, um, very respectful. Uh, she's been there, done that before. You know, you know, she's got an immense amount of experience. Four years ago, she was in the same position, mm. got that, got one step further, got to the final. So for her, I think it's a little bit of unfinished business. Uh, England are reigning European champions, so there's a lot of experience in that squad. There's a lot of experience in their manager, and leading the line, being the main person in that job, I think you know she's in a really good, strong position. And speaking of that all-important game, what is your prediction for tomorrow? What are we expecting? Well, I'm going for the Matildas win, of course, and I think it's going to be a tight game, but I'm going with the Matildas to win 2-1. I love it, and I hope to see that myself as well. Back to you, Neve. Kat Schwartzy, thank you so much. Well, we've heard Schwartzy and Kat's bold predictions there. Let's get your Hyundai bold predictions here on the couch. Starting with you, Ash Sykes, former Matilda. How does this one play out? I think we're looking for another Matilda's clean sheet. I think it might be fourth game in a row at a World Cup. We're aiming for a clean sheet, which has never happened before. We've never kept successive clean sheets. Therefore, Australia 2-0. H, what do you think? I don't really care the scoreline. I just want Australia to win. So I think Australia's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> As the only unbiased person on our panel right now, Jess yeah. McDonald, how does this one play out? Honestly, it's, it's hard for me to be unbiased <laughs> because I, I guess I can get a little personal. I don't know how much time we have left right now, but this is a story I haven't told very many people. Um, 13 years ago, I fully ruptured my patellar tendon and I was told I had no chance of ever playing football ever again. And in the middle of that recovery, I find out I'm pregnant with my son. So here I am, two-year recovery from, you know, two major things in my life physically. And all I ever wanted to do was play football. And that was taken away from me for two years. And so I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. But when I recovered from having my son and knee surgery as well, I got a second chance at playing football again. And this country gave that to me, playing in the W League for Melbourne Victory and... This country has given me so many opportunities. Here I am working for Optus Sport Media, Women's World Cup. I played for you know, West United, inaugural season. And this country has helped change my life. I've been able to have a second chance at playing professional football again. And if there's any team who is in this tournament still, it, that's not the USA. Obviously, I have to root for the Matildas because I feel like an adopted you know, Australian, but you know, at the end of the day, this is really me showing my appreciation for this country because I wouldn't be a World Cup champion 
I wouldn't be a three-time NWSL champion. My journey as a footballer would not have gone the way that it has without my second chance at playing again because of this country. So my love for this country is next level than what I, you know, opened up about to people. Then last World Cup, I got to win it with Tony G. So I, I have to go with the Matildas on this one. And you've ensured that once again, yes. we're going to finish the show with a few tears. <laughs> Jess McDonald, that was so beautiful. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. And we love having you as our adopted Aussie on thank the you. panel. Heather Garriok, thank you so much. Thank you. Ash Sykes, been an absolute pleasure. Go Matildas, Neve. Go the Tillies. Thanks so much for joining us at home on Optus Sport tonight. It is Spain celebrating 2-1 victory over Sweden. They'll be there on the day of the final on Sunday. Spain, our first finalists through. Thank you.